The following interview was brought to you in part by the Catholic Development Foundation of the Diocese of Fargo. You're listening to Real Presence Live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Join the conversation on our Facebook page or on Twitter. And be sure to like and follow us for more great Catholic content. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to Real Presence Live. My name is Janine Bitson, and Paul Brown and I are at the beautiful Rose Creek Golf Course in Fargo, North Dakota. And man, Paul, what a wonderful interview the first half hour. That was beautiful. And you know, I tell you, um, to have Father Miller's parents on and talk about their insights and and to hear how strong their faith is, you you can imagine the kind of priest that they have raised. And Father Miller is uh, just so wonderful. We love him so much in the diocese. I was reflecting on that actually because it was one year ago about this time when I started, so I didn't really have a lot to say besides, oh, here's my hopes and my dreams. <laughs> um, <clears throat> but yeah, so we just moved here. We uh, lived in the Diocese of Crookston. I worked at Holy Rosary Catholic Church for about 11 years as a youth minister and did some stuff with the Diocese of Crookston too. Uh, um, so it was a lot of fun over there. I'm married. Uh, i got a wife. Her name is Sadie. She is in nursing school and goes to school, or she works at Ascentia. And then we have two kids, uh, Asher, two and a half, and then Lucy, who is five months old now. Something oh, like that. Congratulations. Yeah, I, thought, I thought I saw the eyes were a little bloodshot there. You got yeah. really earlier this morning, I imagine. <laughs> I did. Well, we have a pretty a pretty consistent routine, and uh, you know, we followed it through, and then all of a sudden, at like one in the morning, I looked, and Lucy was just kind of cooing. So I was like, oh, I'll just go hold her. And uh, she typically wakes up about 4.35. Um, so yeah, it was a couple times over the night to wake up and, uh, but it's always enjoyable to spend like those early morning hours with them because I can just do a little bit of prayer. Yeah. Yeah, that is, that is so special. I remember that from waking up in the middle of the night with my son and, and his bedroom window looked at a cross, you know, of a church that was just next door. So it was just good prayer time. Yeah. Yeah. It is very quiet. I mean, they don't say a lot, so you can really just meditate and reflect. Oh, well, we're just so grateful that you're here to talk to us about the exciting things going on in the, the Fargo Diocese. Like I said, you said a year ago, you came on and it was hopes and dreams. Yeah. And, and, and COVID. And COVID. And COVID. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that wasn't part of the hopes and dreams, but I'm sure there were some blessings and some unique things that you were able to do in your ministry through that, though. Yeah, actually, it was quite uh, beautiful because I was able to just go out the whole year. Um, when, it got the, when COVID was in its heightened sense, or the state i really just kind of pulled back and worked in the office but when it was a little bit freer i would drive to different parishes meet with priests dres and youth ministers and just chat with them uh to really learn the landscape of the land um to see like what their needs are what their struggles what their uh their joys are what's working well for them in their parish and then also the visioning of like well what would you like to see like how can we support you because that's what we're here to do and so they give us a lot of good feedback uh a lot to think about and a lot to pray about. And there's still a lot of parishes to meet. Uh, I've got, I think, four or five this month I'm going to. And so a lot of travel this month. So as Director of Communications, Brady and I kind of work pretty close together on some things. And uh, 
I had the opportunity to sit down with him when he first got to the diocese, and uh, so I know what he's passionate about. But yeah. Brady, I I mentioned that you are just on fire with the Holy Spirit. It's so obvious being around you during the, in the office. And what are you? passionate about it for what you do you know i mean i must say like i'm definitely passionate about the church i'm passionate about youth ministry uh for youth to have encounters but not just them uh for anyone anyone that we come in contact with that they have uh like an encounter with jesus or or leave uh like curious about like you know what is this person and like what are they carrying and how can i have that type of a joy um and so i'm extremely passionate about that i'm also i love sports i should also put that in there because you guys are talking about to Father Jason's parents. Uh-huh. So I play with Father Jason uh, every so often uh, in just like a little pickup basketball here in, in Fargo. How does that go? It's good. It's enjoyable. <laughs> it's quite enjoyable. Yeah, it's a bunch of men getting together and, you know, just some camaraderie and uh, yeah. some competition, which is fun. So it's always good to play with him. But be careful because you know what they say. You know, the, the biggest cause of injuries in young is in older men is thinking they're younger men. So oh, that's right. Be careful. Yeah, I keep reminding myself I'm just like a weekend warrior now. Like, I've got n- no strength left in me. Uh, Brady, I think you and Father Jason haven't crossed that threshold. Yeah. No, not quite you're, yet. you're good not to quite go. Yet. So, getting close. We're getting close. Um, well, what are some of the things that um, you want to be, uh, what are some of the programs you want to bring about uh, in the Fargo Diocese? You're... you're um, you're fairly new in the office. Yeah. Uh, you've had a year to kind of get settled in. What's happening now? What are you, you going to be doing? Yeah. So, you know, one of the big things uh, with that question is I'm still learning. Um, I know that, I mean, this uh, the Diocese of Fargo is, you know, significantly bigger than Crookston. And so what I want to do is I still want to be able to listen and, and to ask as many questions as I can uh, because I don't want to misstep. Like, I, I want to serve the people here well. Um, and I want to be able to respond to the needs. And I know we're not going to be able to get to every single one of them, uh, but we're going to do our best to kind of address like the bigger ones or the ones that we're seeing come up often. Uh, so some of the things that we're going to see changes or additions to is we're going to we're going to spend more time in discipleship and evangelization. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna make sure that we're um, educating, catechizing a little bit more uh, just through the programs and the events that we do, but also make them more interactive, uh, more impactful. And again, using that word encountering uh, an atmosphere where a youth or even an adult who's there as a chaperone will, will have this encounter uh, and again, leave and say like, I want, I want more of this. Um, mm-hmm. So like on a practical level, what that looks like is we have uh, a team called, they used to be called like CYAC. They were a Catholic Youth Advisory Council. And, you know, it was a beautiful foundation that Kathy had laid. And so we're going to take that and build upon it. And we actually have revamped them to kind of fit the needs uh, of being uh, a discipleship team. And we're going to call ourselves Ignite. And the whole goal is going to be forming these high schoolers and some adults to being uh, disciples to go out and evangelize. So we can do like mini retreats. Uh, we're going to put on a variation of youth rallies and youth events and conferences Um, but also they're going to be a part of uh, helping out like men's retreats women's retreats uh, middle school retreats Uh, and the big thing is we're going to start like a uh, potentially some some new endeavors next year with like a new camp and so the whole year is going to be forming that team and you know those around the diocese to assist with that because it's going to be a big endeavor so does this kind of equate to more of a peer ministry? Yeah. In, in like building and giving those students the tools that they can be peer ministers to their fellow friends and 
Yeah. So with CYAC, there there was like a consultative n- nature to it. Like you know, they would uh, you know, think about like, well, what do we want for the youth rally? What speaker? What theme? And stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They're still going to have those type of responsibilities, or they're going to assist with them. Um, but you, like, it's going to be more like you said, a peer driven. It's going to be uh, like a student ministry, in- equipping them to go back to their parishes to actually feel confident to go minister to their friends, to their families, and to their communities, uh, and not just be. Uh, just like a consultative board. Mm-hmm. Like I want them to be more boots on the ground, more active, uh, you know, kind of like ruffling the feathers, uh, you know, and that's kind of the aim. That's what I'm passionate about doing. I just love that idea. I just absolutely love that. We have that on the college campuses through focused and peer ministers. Uh, my son was one at uh, St. Paul Newman Center in Fargo for a while. But it's so important to have that engagement peer to peer. But if they're not feeling comfortable or have the tools, you know, you don't want it to be done in a, a wrong way either. Right. So how beautiful is that, that you're coming up with a program to expand it where you give them those tools? Yeah, and it's it is, it's going to be good. I, I think it's going to be good. Um, the Lord is the one directing Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Um, but I, I definitely am passionate, like, you know, just through sports, watching us develop as leaders on and off uh, mm-hmm. the courts, uh, like the power and the passion uh, that can come from just instilling, uh, you know, the ability to, to believe believe in the self, to right. believe that they can go out and do these things. So I'm excited to see what we'll do. And, and at that age, too, your friendships are really, they're, they're so vitally important, you mm-hmm. know, at that teenage, you know, those teenage years and even in the college years. And so to have that peer connection, I, I just applaud you for that. Oh, That's wonderful. You. Yeah, yeah. We'll hear more from Brady in just a little bit. Uh, we're going to take a short break here on Real Presence Radio. Stay with us. This is Real Presence Live, where the focus is not on the evil around us, but on conversion and mercy through the good news that is always good. We're local, engaging, and live on the Real Presence Radio Network. Choose the number one nursing program in the nation, the University of Mary. Of more than 2,000 nursing programs nationwide, Mary is ranked number one by the National Benchmarking Service Mountain Measurement. 100% of our graduates pass their certification on the first try. And eligible nursing students receive their senior year of tuition free. Choose the best nursing program in the nation. Check us out at umary.edu slash nursing. That's umary.edu slash nursing. Hello, this is Mike Kidrowski, Director of Advancement for Real Presence Radio with a creative gift planning tip. Do you want to make sure Real Presence Radio continues to receive your support in perpetuity? This can now be accomplished by establishing an individual endowment account in your name with a minimum gift of $10,000. A distribution will be made annually in your name to assure future generations will continue to hear the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ through the mission of Real Presence Radio. To learn more about establishing an individual endowment for Real Presence Radio, a gift which will last in perpetuity, please call me, Mike Kidrowski, at 701-290-4503. State tax credits may apply in some states. Let's get started.
Hi, this is Dr. Ryan Sapo with Lumen Vision in Fargo. Lumen Vision offers eye exams for the whole family, contact lenses, glasses, and vision therapy services. Our specialized vision therapy program works to improve how the eyes work together as a team. We work with our patients to improve reading difficulties, lazy eyes, eye turns, and focusing problems, which can be detrimental to performance in the classroom and on the job. You can learn more about our mission at Lumen.Vision. Lumen Vision is a proud sponsor of the Real Presence Radio Network. This is Real Presence Live on the RPR Network, bringing you stories of faith and hope through local hosts and guests from across the Upper Midwest. Now, back to the show. Well, good morning, everybody. My name is Paul Braun, Director of Communications for the Diocese of Fargo. We're here live from Rose Creek Golf Course in Fargo for the annual Putt for a Purpose Golf Tournament. I'm with my co-host, Jean Vincent. It's nice to see you again, as always. Well, it's always wonderful to do this event with you, Paul. And, and we have another beautiful day. Oh, yeah. You know, all the years we've done this, we've always had a beautiful day. A little smoky, a little hazy, but <laughs> that, I think, is starting to go. Uh, for many of us in our listening area, we've been encountering quite a bit of haze and smoke. And we need to really pray that uh, these wildfires... You know, can can be put out, and and we can get some rain. Pray for, yes, pray yeah. for rain. We are discussing um, youth and youth ministry in the diocese of Fargo with the uh, youth and youth ministry director for our diocese, Brady Borsland. Um, Brady, you just had a uh, big event uh, down in Rochester. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kind of the first big one since uh, things opened up. Tell us a little yeah. about that. Uh, so the event was called uh, Steubenville Youth Conference. It's put on by Franciscan University. And as it's developed over the years, they've kind of spread throughout the United States to be able to offer more like regional areas so people didn't have to travel just to the main campus. Uh, so as we were kind of thinking about, like, well, COVID's kind of dying down. This could be something could be good for us. Um, and I want to expose our kids more to a Steubenville or to things like this because it's got like high energy, praise and worship, uh, fantastic keynotes. So we put it out. Uh, we had about 11 or 12 parishes just with us. So we, we did a, like a diocesan event with it. Uh, so they were able to sign up and come with us. We took two buses, about 100 kids and chaperones and three priests. Uh, and we went down uh, about with about 2,000 in total to this conference and uh, it was phenomenal. Uh, the theme was called Restored, and it was this idea of, like, God doesn't want to, like, renovate, uh, the you know, just simply, like, fix something up. Like, he wants to restore back to its pristine nature. And, and that was uh, one of the things that the kids took away, and even some of our adults. Um, one of the most uh, powerful things that we heard is uh, Father Reese Weber, one of his chaperones, uh, after it was so transformed and moved by everything, uh, that he went up to Father and said, like, whatever you need, whatever you want me to do, like, I'm here to help these kids encounter Jesus. I'm here to be at, like, your backing call. Uh, so it was a, it was a nice little moment uh, to see uh, for Father Reese, and it really lit him up. Um, and so we're... we're all our kids, I would say, enjoyed it. I'd, well, I'd say, like, 90% of the kids. I mean, there's some that were like, oh, like, what is this? This is so weird. Um, <laughs> But we know it's not for everyone, but we're just going to provide these, again, these opportunities for kids to go. And if they want to come back, fantastic. Um, and so we're just now looking into the next year uh, where we're going to go again, uh, just trying to brainstorm all of those things. And um, So I'm pretty excited to see if we'll pick up some more parishes with that and take away some of the kind of the hardships that would be for like a small parish to, to try to put on this. Not saying that they couldn't, but, you know, just to alleviate some of those stresses and just hop on a bus and come with us. Mm-hmm. Now, I know that uh, one of the things you really like to put into your ministry is 
the praise and worship. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, there's something about praise and worship music, even to me as an older person, mm-hmm. just really reaches me. Just and, and I know it reaches young people. Are you going to be using that as part of your uh, ministry as well? Yeah, actually, we're going to try to. Um, you're right. I'm, I'm very big into that. And, you know, speaking, if you spoke to any of my youth back in Detroit Lakes, they would say that's something I, I enjoy doing. We would do this thing uh, in the summer uh, through Life Teen Ministries called XLT, which is basically just a social time with some uh, some music, some praise and worship, and a keynote and adoration at night. Um, and it's something that's we're going to start here next summer. It's like some praise and worship. Uh, with some keynotes uh, throughout the diocese. Um, but I also want to bring it into all the other events that we do. Like with our Ignite team, we're going to be spending some time in praise and worship and adoration and some charismatic praise uh, at the youth rallies that we do at any event. Um, because it is a powerful medium. It is a powerful thing uh, where kids uh, can hear these lyrics. Uh, they can sing them, uh, not really fully understanding like what I'm singing. But then once you get them, ask them, like, well, what's a lyric and why is that that sticks out? Once you get them reflecting more, um, it really reveals like uh, there's, there's this deep longing to know Jesus through the words. Um, and, you know, watching the kids at Sumerville was one of the coolest things because I was nervous. I was like, oh, no, like a lot of these kids, I don't, I don't think they're going to enjoy this because, again, it's very, it's kind of like charismatic. You throw your hands up in the air if you want. You don't have to, but, you know, just kind of like open yourself up more. And, you know, I was just standing in the back uh, watching all the youth and even the adults just really, you know, open up more to the Lord and, again, like use their bodies to respond to the love that like he's revealed to them. Mm-hmm. And and that is just so important for them to develop that personal relationship, you know, with Jesus. And, and a lot of times, once they feel more comfortable around their peers, mm-hmm. then they open themselves up more themselves. And, and so it's, it's really important to get them at a comfort level mm-hmm. where they can take everything in. And uh, like you mentioned, the person like, this is weird, you know, and you want it to not be weird. <laughs> you yeah. know, you want it to be just really beautiful and joyful encounter because that's when conversion happens mm-hmm. in its deepest form. Well, we are speaking with Brady Borsland. He's the director of youth and young adult ministry right here at the Diocese of Fargo. Um, we're broadcasting live today because we have this putt for a purpose golf tournament going on, which raises money not only for vocations but for youth ministry. Uh, this is a, a a big event for Brady's office. Um, Brady, how does the uh, putt for a purpose benefit your activities? Yeah. Um, good question. Uh, so. The simple answer is the money that's generated from here uh, kind of gets divvied out to like a couple entities, if I'm understanding it correctly, and one of those is for youth scholarships. Um, so kids throughout the diocese, in any event that we do, whether it's like you know the search, whether it's Trinity rallies, Steubenville. World Youth Day, whatever. Um, they have the ability to take that money out uh, and put it towards that uh, that registration fee. So all the money, like I said, here that we get uh, goes into this this scholarship, and kids can apply, uh, help offset their car, uh, their costs, so that they can attend these events. So we have Steubenville to use that as the example, since it's the first thing we've really done, because um, then we took about a hundred people, and I'd say about twenty or so, twenty to twenty five applied for scholarship. Um, and they all receive them because of the generosity of the people here to benefit or to join this golf scramble. 
Mm-hmm. And, and it is so important, but there's only like 30 to 36 teams. Steve Jones will be with us later. He'll tell us exactly. But most golf tournaments, they cap them at like 36, you mm-hmm. know, because otherwise it just gets too long and um, not as fun for those that are participating. Right. But for our listeners in your individual diocese out there, you know, there's ways that you can, you know, support your youth programs without picking up a golf club and doing a, a golf uh, tournament. So I highly encourage encourage anyone listening who wants to help nurture these ministry programs, whether it's vocations, uh, seminary and education, uh, whether it's, um, you know, for the youth programs in your diocese, it's so vitally important because that's where we get good, holy marriages. Mm-hmm. That's where we get our good, holy priests. That's where we get the religious orders. You know, like uh, Judy Miller was talking about how you don't see as many of the religious sisters anymore. And it's so vitally important to nurture these programs because that's what's going to grow all those vocations. Yeah. I want to, and you know, a shameless plug too is if you're a member of the, the Diocese of Fargo, we have the New Earth, and uh, in the September. Uh, article or the new um, September issue yeah. issue uh, there will be a write up about Steubenville with some pictures so people can see and uh, I'm going to put like a little plug on there if you feel you know compelled to donate to the youth scholarship fund uh, to prayerfully think about it because uh, the more that we do the more we're going to I don't want to say deplete the, the fund but you know we're just going to we're going to do more things, which is going to require, uh, which might mean kids might apply for more. Mm-hmm. Um, so the more that we can, or that if we can keep adding money to it, it's always going to benefit the youth. It's so, so important because it's, uh, you know, a lot of the younger parents, they don't have those funds. Like when we would take mm-hmm. four to eight busloads of kids out to Washington, D.C. for the March for Life, you know, we we needed to have some donations that would help supplement those costs. And But yet every one of those souls that made that trip, I mean, came back changed, you know, and with a purpose. So, you know, I'm just saying that because we're from the Diocese of Fargo right now, but we have many dioceses listening. If you're tuning in today, prayerfully think about how you can support your own diocese and and their their ministries. Uh, One of the, in a little bit of, Left. You mentioned mm-hmm. earlier about uh, recruiting kids for your CYAC type program. Yeah. Um, how is that going? How do you how do you plan to recruit these kids who are going to be the leaders in your yeah. uh, for you? Yeah, it's a good question. Uh, you know, I it's going okay. I mean, we're putting the word out there now. Um, I don't I don't expect this to grow for a couple of years. I expect it to to kind of develop. And so we've got some feelers out there. Um, we've asked a couple of parishes to kind of think about some people. And, you know, going to Steubenville, I saw some kids that, you know, I'm going to kind of personally to uh, just because I think that they would be a good fit. Um, and so that's kind of how it's going. And once we develop more of, like, our mission statement, our vision, and, you know, what we're going to be about and getting that out into the parishes, I think it's going to really help. Um, it's still just uh, sit with the current team and, you know, learn from them because we've only had two meetings. If you ever have a question, if you have uh, you know something you want to see, or if you just want to chat about the youth culture, like feel free to give me a call at the diocese. Uh, pray. We're definitely going to need the coverage of prayer as we as we develop these, as we you know battle through some of the the ups and the downs of the development of them, uh, and just pray that we're the docile to the Holy Spirit that we can really listen and move and navigate this culture that we're in right now. 
Mm. All right. Amen to that. Thank you so much for all your work that you do for the Diocese yeah. of Fargo and also for our listening area because, you know, youth ministers out there, there's a lot to be learned from each other. Yeah, yeah, and thank you for having me on. It's been a blast. Oh, thank we you. sure appreciate it. And I, I can attest to the fact that, uh, again, I've said this before, but uh, this man is fired up about his faith, and, and I think he's really going to make quite a difference uh, in the uh, in the Diocese of Fargo. And, and like you mentioned, other people can learn from others from around the Absolutely. diocese. You know, Brady, I'm sure, will be reaching out to them. You can reach out to Brady if you're from another diocese, maybe working with youth. Um, this guy, is, he's a good one, and thank you yeah, thank so you. much for being a part of it. And so up next, uh, what is the purpose we are putting for today? We'll dive into this next on Real Presence Live. Mm-hmm. 